I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund, and new era in Husky football starts today with Washington hiring the head coach at Fresno State, Kalen DeBoer, and uh, we've seen this coming for a little bit. He might have been down the list a couple of the top priorities, but everybody seems to be on the same uh, page, Chris. Um, he's well-respected and lots of stuff out there on social media saying that this is a solid hire by football people just uh your quick thoughts on uh, the hiring of Kalen DeBoer yeah I um first I'll give the Jennifer Cohen's quote about the hiring of Kalen DeBoer obviously she's you know they just announced it shortly so obviously this is why we're giving her kind of instant reactions to the hire she said quote I could not be more excited to welcome Kalen and his wonderful family to the University of Washington we set out to find the best fit for Husky football, and we found an individual that exemplifies everything this program represents. Kalen is a winner and champion, plain and simple. He has succeeded at every stop because he does it the right way and is committed to a culture of excellence for Husky football student-athletes. His strong value alignment with our department, university, and community will make all of Husky Nation proud, unquote. So, Kim, tell us a little bit about his background. Well, you take a look at his record, and um, he's had a lot of success. First-year head coach at Sioux Falls and 11-2 and with a semifinal in NAIA division. And then his second year, he was 14-0, and won the championship. 2007, 13-1, won the championship. 2008, 14-0, won the championship. 2009, 15 and 0 won the championship after Fresno State excuse me after Sioux Falls he moved to Southern Illinois as an offensive coordinator and a wide receiver coach uh for 3 years there 2014 to 2016 he was at Eastern Michigan as an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach 2017 2018 he was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Fresno State um, excuse me, uh, at Fresno State. And then 2019, he was the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach at Indiana. 2022 present, he was, uh, at Fresno State as the head coach. Kind of funny. Wikipedia has already got him updated as the new head coach at Washington. So that's kind of interesting. But his overall record as a head coach, 79 and 19. Nope, 79 and 9. Excuse me, 79 and 9. Uh, you know, and, uh, in the playoffs, NAIA playoffs, 17 and 2. 17 and 2 in, uh, in the postseason. So he's definitely got, um, the winning background. And, you know, my talk with people at UW, you know, that were involved in the process, um, there were a couple of things that were absolutely mandatory. Um, the guy had to love recruiting. Um, they really wanted an offensive-minded coach, and they really wanted it to be done the right way. As somebody told me, there's only four places you can win a national championship without cheating, and University of Washington is one. Um, and that's uh, that's pretty much the standard of what they were looking for. So you know you're getting a high-character guy in Kalen DeBoer. What do you know about Kalen, Scott? Well, I know that, uh, you know, I, I mean, other than what you've just said, I mean, I, I've been digging into him over the last couple of weeks as things look more and more like he was going to eventually be the guy that they brought in. And, 
I mean, I just going back, I've watched some of the cutups of the uh, Fresno State offense. I did watch that the entire game of Fresno State and UCLA when Jake Hayner was have just went off and and put himself probably in the Heisman talk for a week, uh, you know, that, after that game. But uh, yeah, um, offensive minded guy. I know that a lot of people are really, uh, really think highly of his football IQ and his X's and O's and who he is in that realm. Um, so it's to me, I think he's a great CEO and a great start, but what's really going to be key is what he's able to bring in as far as his assistant coaches are concerned. Yes. Excuse me, you guys. I'm just getting a bunch of texts and emails. So if I seem a little spacey, that's because I'm busy doing some other stuff, but, uh, um, you know, damn it. Focus. I, I am, but I'm focusing on. on three things at once and then I can only talk one at a time. So. Airplane mode, baby. Two words. Airplane. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do that. <laughs> um, anyways, just reading that. That's another one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this thing didn't take as long as I thought, but you know, with coaches starting to go off the table, I think it was important for Jen to get it done with, um, you know, Dave Aranda re-signing at, uh, Baylor and then, um, uh, who's the other one? It sounds like Matt Campbell is going to re-sign at um, Iowa State. And Dave Clawson sounds like he's re-signing at Wake Forest. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but, uh, you know, Ellis, you might be focusing in on Brian Kelly at uh, Notre Dame. Did you say, did you guys see that? Yep. Yeah. I had not, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no. So they're going to be reaching. They're going to be reaching for a lot of names out there that, I mean, you said it yourself, Kim, in the, in the previous podcast today. They're going to be, you know, Scott Woodward's going to have to come out of the, the woodwork literally to, to get this hire done for LSU. And, you know, why not a guy like Sean Payton? I mean, if you're going to go, let's go. I mean, let's, you know, if you're going to really you know, break out the truck, let's break out the truck. Well, it's going to be interesting. And like I've said before, you know, Scott Woodward's going to make a hire and he's going to pay a lot of money, you know, in the numbers I'm hearing, you know, for, um, the, um, God, why am I spacing? I'm doing too many things at once. But uh, USC is willing to pay, you know, between 10 and 15 million dollars a year. And there's rumors as much of a 25 million dollar buyout at Oklahoma. So there's a lot of money being thrown around. And that LSU job is still open. And we'll see what happens there. And we'll see, you know, what happens with Mario Cristobal if he does wind up staying at Oregon. So I don't, we're not done with coaching carousel. We are at UW, but. You know, the thing to keep keep an eye on is with the coaching carousel and all of this change is how much impact does that have on the assistant coaches pool? Because we're going to get into that realm here pretty quick. So, um, Scott, you said you've di- you've been diving into uh, Kalen DeBoer, but uh, tell me what you know about his staff. Anything? Well, I, I mean – you know, there's, you know, the, Chris would actually be better because he, his source is the one who kind of gave us a lot of, a lot well, of stuff. Go, so yeah, Chris, I was going to say, I was going to say this. real quick, I was going to say real quick, um, first of all, hopefully, we're, hopefully we'll get the memorandum of understanding here as soon as possible to see exactly kind of how things break down, uh, in terms of the length of the contract, you know, how much he's getting paid. Cause I think, I think the board was getting paid what, like 1.3, 1.4. At Fresno? Somewhere right around there, yeah. Yeah, if that, if that isn't at least doubled, if not maybe tripled, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, but depending on the length and, and the size of that contract, that'll give you an understanding of what's available. We were told, you know, at least we had an understanding that there was going to be roughly what, 12 million total for the head coach and staff. 
So that, that gives a lot of leeway. And, and it also depends on, you know, guys like Jeff, Tef- Jeff Tedford. I mean, what is Jeff Tedford going to do? I mean, we know Jeff Tedford really covets going back to Fresno State. So he may have been part of this process and it, he may have been serving himself and Washington by trying to get Kalen DeBoer to Washington so that he could take Kalen DeBoer's job. Um, but why would Fresno State hire a search firm if they already had that in place? And, you know, cause I know I've, I've gotten confirmation that a search firm has already been hired and was already hired before all this stuff came down with DeBoer. They, they were convinced he was gone. So if it was someone either on the current staff, like a Ryan Grubb, who's DeBoer's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, or a guy like Tedford, I'm not sure why they would need a search firm to make that happen. So there's that going on. And then also you've got other that the DeBoer ha- actually has a, a, a little bit of a coaching tree. So he's got other avenues that he can go to. I mean, I've gotten contacts that I know good friends of mine in Canada that even told me there are guys that are going to want to join up with, with DeBoer's staff if he goes to Washington. So there's going to be a lot of things going on here and a lot of moving pieces. And I'll try to, to put put it together as quick as I can to give people a, a basic understanding. Yeah, just uh, so you guys know, don't plan anything tomorrow. So we'll make a little bit of an announcement here. Uh, we've got a press conference tomorrow uh, at 1130 up at UW and then starting at 1 o'clock. <laughs> All three of us will be live on Sports Radio 950 KJR from 1 to 3. So uh, we'll have a lot of stuff on KJR tomorrow and hopefully get some people to stop by. So we'll be live at uh, UW tomorrow on Sports Radio 950 KJR. So uh, we'll get that done. But, um, you know, who do they keep, Chris, on this coaching staff? Who would you like to see stay? I mean, give me your best guess. Well, first of all, I hope my voice... <laughs> is going to be holding out long enough to be able to do all this stuff. Um, but to be honest with you, I know that the, you know, we crowdsourced a lot of this stuff on the site and a lot of people already piped up and, and they want a Kaika Malloy to stay. And there's ample reasons for a Kaika Malloy to, to stay. Not only is it his alma mater, but he's been a very successful defensive coach, whether it's on the defensive line or with the outside linebackers. He's an integral part of their recruiting mechanism, especially when it comes to Hawaii. Now, Fresno, their offensive, Fresno State's offensive line coach is Roman Sapolu, and his father is Jesse Sapolu. And Jesse Sapolu on the islands is the man. I mean, synonymous with Hawaiian football. So if they were able to, to retain a Kaika Malloy and get a, a coach like a Roman Sapolu to come up to Fres, uh, from Fresno State to Washington, that could be an amazing run, not just for recruiting in the islands, but also recruiting in general when talking about the Polynesian players. There's, you know, as we know, there's a ton of them in Utah, a ton of them in the West Coast in general. So that could be a very, very big deal. Yeah. And Scott, I think that the offensive coordinator is going to be real interesting. And um, of course, DeBoer probably will be the ultimate offensive coordinator, but there's a couple interesting names in there, and I know the budget would be there. You know, if he wanted to bring in a guy like Jeff Tedford as an offensive coordinator, or even a Mark Helfrich, who's living down in Eugene, selling real estate, you know. So, uh, I mean, could you see a potential of a big-time offensive coordinator coming in? Yes, I could, but I could also see the potential of him just sticking with the guy that he knows very, very well and Ryan Grubb. So, 
I think a lot of it's and the nice thing about Grubb is he's a he's a really good offensive line coach. So um, you know, that would be kind of interesting to see see if he was able to bring uh what what he's gonna decide to do there. Or if he brings both of them. What if he has Tedford as the OC and Brian Grubb as the assistant OC head coach and and uh O line coach, you know. I mean there's a lot of different ways you can you can work it so you can pay him a lot of money. And um, you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I, I as far as who I'd like to see stay, I think Ikaiko Moya is probably number one on my list. The next two guys would probably be Durham Cato and Jer- uh, Junior Adams. Though I don't think either one of them will be kept because Kirby Moore, I think, is going to end up coming up. Uh, former grad assistant at the University of Washington, younger brother of uh, Kellen Moore, and uh, really good uh, recruiter, apparently. Kind of one of their ace recruiters down there. So I would be rather shocked if he doesn't come up in some capacity up here. And if it's going to be as the wide receivers uh, passing game coordinator, then then so be it. Yeah, and the one thing I'd like to see on the staff was be somebody to work with Sam Heward. They really need a really good quarterback coach because he hasn't had one. He didn't have one. There wasn't a quarterback coach this year. You know, they had a GA, uh, you know, 28-year-old graduate assistant working with Sam, and that's not going to cut it, but – um, I, I have to admit, you know, some of the Fresno State games that I saw, and I saw the way Jay Kaner was throwing the ball around, I was going, God, can Sam, let Sam do that. Um, the, the offense looks really intriguing the way that uh, they throw the ball around and innovative. And, you know, they do something that Washington, I don't think, did very much of that year, and that's spreading the field. So that's what I'm looking forward to see. So um, I think, hey, Chris, I think we've got some interesting, it's just beginning, you know, the, we've got a coach named, and, uh, we'll see how much, uh, staffing announcement gets named tomorrow, but well, I'm also, go ahead. Go ahead, Ken. No, well, I think it's also interesting the timing of when he winds up here. You know, is he going to wind up coming up before the bowl game? I don't know. I mean, I would think so, but who knows? I could promise you he'll be here tomorrow. Yes, he will. And we'll ask <laughs> yeah, him I could see question. guys, I could see a situation where he is here to try to salvage the recruiting class. He's going to have guys that are going to, you know, he might have to have a couple of guys with him to come up and really start laying the groundwork and getting that stuff figured out. And he does, you know, a guy like a Kirby Moore is considered a, an up and coming guy, a big recruiting guy. Um, you know, I've also heard that some of the other, a couple of the other guys on his staff, like a, like a Lee Marks, for instance, the running backs coach is considered a pretty good recruiter. Um, you know, I've heard, um, you know, Julius Brown is their recruiting coordinator right now. That's all he does is recruiting coordinator. So does the staff makeup include just a recruiting coordinator or does, uh, DeBoer alter that makeup a little bit? That's certainly something to think about. JD Williams, obviously a guy with a deep connection with Washington is the cornerbacks coach right now. You know, does he come back right away or does he come up right away and do this? Um, you know, we'll see what happens because it could be possible that he comes up and really spearheads the recruiting effort to finish this thing off for the early signing period. And then other coaches join him once Fresno plays in their bowl game. A lot of different, obviously, moving parts to this. 
Well, it's also going to be interesting because not only the, uh, you know, on the field coaching staff, but you've got graduate assistants as well as, you know, guys like Justin Glenn running recruiting in the recruiting office, who I think is going to be key in keeping the continuity to try to salvage some type of a recruiting class. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see the recruits reaction on this, Scott, because I think uh, a lot of uh, guys just don't know who he is. Yeah, I mean, they might have been recruited by Fresno State at least a little bit, but, um, you know, Washington wasn't going to be in on the same guys that Fresno State was going to be in on. So, um, it's kind of the same situation that, um, Chris Peterson and his staff were going to run into when they showed up at the University of Washington six years ago. And that was, or seven years ago, there, <clears throat> that was, they didn't have a lot of relationships with these top end guys that Washington was able to reel in and get because, well, let's be honest. They weren't going to go to Boise State. Well, that's kind of the same situation with Fresno State. A lot of these kids probably weren't considering Fresno State that hard. And so they don't have a great relationship with the coaching staff. So it's going to be up to them now to go in and say, hey, you didn't consider us before when we were at Fresno State, but now we're at Washington. Come on back. I, I remember when uh, Sark got hired, his first call, uh, you know, we got, he landed and he went to see Desmond Trufant, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Chris I Peterson. I thought that was, uh, it was, it was, was Nick Holt. Holt. Yeah. That was Nick Holt that did that. Yeah. But yeah, he, who, he, and, he and Sark went together, but yeah, that was Nick Holt. Yeah. If, if you're, uh, Kalen DeBoer, who's the, uh, first commit on the list that you're calling or uh, who's the first recruit that you're calling? <laughs> Jeremy, Ber- Jeremy Bernard and we, the first commit I would be talking to. And then, um, I mean, Josh Connerly is the guy. I mean, you need to get players like him in your program if you can get them. Yeah. And so it's going to, and then Kate Otten, probably. Uh, well, that's not? the thing, Ryan Otten. But sorry. the thing is, is that if you're, if you're Kalen DeBoer, do you blow your in-home visit with Josh Connerly, like the moment you come in? Like, you know, to, as a statement of intent, do you say you, you are literally the first recruit that I'm coming and seeing in person in your home, in your living room, because we, we determined that you are that important to our future. Cause he's going to sign somewhere in two weeks. So, or a little no, more. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not going to sign. That's the he's best. He's definitely going to sign in February. Yeah. He's already said he wants to des- decide after the signing day. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then that's good for Washington. Yeah, it that, is. that gives much. them plenty of time to build the relationship. If he was, you know, if he was going to sign two weeks from Wednesday, that would be a whole different kettle of fish for me. Lots of, even though we now have a coach at Washington, and there's just still a lot of unknowns and a lot of it's going to have to do with the staff. It'll be interesting to see what leaks out tonight about uh, potential um, guys coming with uh coach DeBoer you know and we'll be making our phone calls uh, of course to try to find some of that out and I'm sure the others will as well but um hey anything else we need to touch bases on uh no not, not really me. I was going to say just real quick I, I have gotten some updates from, from some of my Fresno guys down there um they feel pretty strongly that that Tedford is going to be a head coach somewhere if it's not Fresno it's going to be trying to be somewhere else so you know, I, I'm not sure if you can count on him being a part of DeBoer's staff, although it's certainly an intriguing idea in theory. It, it, it probably isn't going to get pulled out, pulled off in practice. So, you know, I, I know I t- kind of teased that idea of Tedford potentially coming with him as an analyst, quarterbacks coach, whatever you wanted. But, you know, the, the reality of that happening doesn't sound like it's going to happen much. 
Oh, and something. by the way, um, Lee Marks, the, the guy I talked about in terms of guy that would be um, important for recruiting and whatnot, he's been named the interim head coach for whatever bowl game they're in. So, um, you know, that's I'm assuming that means he might join Washington after coaching the bowl, but he's the he's the interim head coach right now, and I'm assuming that would be a guy that, that DeBoer would want to come to Montlake with him. Yeah, just something I wanted to touch bases on, Chris. You put a thing out uh, here just a short time ago that Leatu Latu, the defensive end uh, for Washington, who did not play this year, who was uh, could not get cleared by the Washington medical staff, he's entered the transfer portal. So I made some calls and uh, was basically told that the UW doctors are not going to clear him to play at UW. Um, what's his name? Um, Joiner. What was his first name? Austin Joiner uh, had the same thing. Uh, couple years back where he could not get cleared to play. He was looking at joining some other schools, went through um, uh, pro day, but could not get cleared. But sounds like Liatu Latu is going to do the same thing. Washington uh, coaches won't clear him to play. He's entered the transfer portal. Sounds like he wants to play football and may look for a school that will clear him. Jalen Phillips, the guy from UCLA who was the big-time defensive end down there, kind of the same thing. He couldn't get cleared by the UCLA doctors, went to Miami, got cleared by them, and is currently still playing in the NFL. You know, and I asked the guys that I talked to, should he be playing? And boy, they took a deep breath and said, well, he's playing rugby right now. So um, I don't know, it's just something to keep an eye on. Just thoughts on that, Chris or Scott, with Liatu Latu? Well, it, it doesn't surprise me. He didn't want to retire. Um, he, he was, there was some frustration between him and the family and, and Washington's medical staff, but I think the mom probably respected it more than, than the, her son did. Um, you know, because they were looking out for her son's best interest, but, um, in the long run, it actually comes down to what the kid wants to do. And, and if a team is gonna, is gonna clear him, then, hey, Good luck, my friend, and, and I sure hope you stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. so anyways, hey, just final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up, Chris? No, just the you know, initial reaction is I think it's a strong hire because the last time Washington picked a coach with that kind of a record coming in to his tenure at Washington was obviously Chris Peterson, and that worked out pretty well. So um, clearly a lot of questions in terms of the coaches that he brings with him. But in terms of him running a program, he's done it at different levels. He understands who he is and what he needs to get accomplished. He's an offensive guy, which I think was really, really important to Jen Cohen. I think that was pretty clear. And, um, you know, again, we'll just see how the coaches, um, you know, how it makes all makes out with the coaches. But first things first, he's got to recruit. He's got to hit the trail really, really hard in these next couple of weeks because, there may be some guys like a Josh Connolly that are going to wait until February, but so many of these guys, 90% of these guys are going to sign two weeks from Fe- two, two weeks from Wednesday. And that's where he's got to put all his focus right now. Scott Eklund. Uh, you know, I, I fully agree with Chris. I think it's a great hire. A lot's going to depend on who his staff is. I think he's going to, I think Jen has opened up the pocket, the checkbook and said, Hey, you bring in the guys you want money is not going to be an issue. So we'll have to see. I'd like to see them pick up some more analysts too. That would be great if they could get something like that as well. So um, good hire. Glad to have uh, the name now in and uh, we can start focusing on recruiting and, and who the coaching, uh, who the assistant coaches are going to be. 
Yeah, and you know, we'll get a chance to meet Kalen DeBoer at some point tomorrow, so we'll have some first impressions on that. And you know, his offense looked good down at Fresno State, but he's taking a step up. And no matter who you hire, it's going to be a roll of the dice. No matter what you do, there's never a sure thing. You know, and I've got guys, you know, from USC going, you know, that, hey, you know, they figured out his offense and, you know, at Oklahoma and it was time for him to go. And so there is no certain thing, you know, and right now USC is going to be married to, you know, their new coach for quite some time. So um we'll see. So, like I said, there's no sure thing. So um we'll have to see how things play out. Final hours of our promo. This will be our only time we'll offer a promo as good as this. 75% off uh, your annual subscription to dogman.com. And as you can kind of hear in my voice, I'm running on fumes and we're not even done yet. So still have a lot of stuff to do yet tonight. But, uh, you know, nobody does it better like we do. And I think we've done a really good job. All of us have done a really good job uncovering everything from the Jimmy Lake situation all the way down to this hire. And I can pretty much say we've been pretty much right on right on the mark uh, the whole time along. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber, now's the time to do it. Paramount Plus is included after your seven-day trial period, and uh, you get billed for it, then you'll have access also to Paramount Plus and lots of good stuff on there. So um, just, you know, hey, hats off to you guys. You guys have been crushing it here the last how long doing our best doing our best yeah this hasn't been an easy year starting with montana this has not been easy this has just been kind of a rough year you know but we've hung in there we're grinding so uh anyways for all of us at dogman.com i'm kim grenolds along with chris fetters and scott eckland go dogs (laughs) 